0: Listening to Gay's gaze, gaze, in which we're gay and we gaze into media that's by, for, or about ladies who love ladies. And sometimes we talk about other stuff. I'm Erin, and I am brave, strong, loyal, and I give great hugs, and I'm going to be the best friend that I can be.
1: <laughs> Aww. And why are you making this so much harder for me? Please, please, I'm a woman on the edge. <laughs> oh, and I'm Erin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh,
0: <laughs> we've forgotten who we are.
1: I've forgotten. You know, Aaron already said it, so I don't need to say it. Last episode, you forgot that you were gay, so as you Fuck. I just, you know, New Year, new me. New me. I'm. <laughs> I am now Jennifer, the straight woman. All right. I guess we can keep doing this podcast, though. Okay. Uh,
0: today we're today we're talking about um. She-Ra in The Princesses of Power, Um, not to be confused with She-Ra, Princess of Power, Yeah, (laughs) which is the 1985 cartoon. We're here talking about the Netflix one from 2018 to 2020. Mm -hmm. To start, I like really, I'm going to be honest, I really didn't think that I would like this going into it. And I really did not like it based on the first episode. I was definitely Mm. sitting around like why are we doing this? (laughs) I I can't believe I agreed to do this. I'm going to be suffering through 52 whole episodes of pain. Um, But then, then. like, yeah, I'm going to be honest. Something clicked near, like, episode three. So not even that far into it, really. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just a little bit into it where I was like, oh, wait, I'm fully in. Like, I'm in on this. Like, this is fun. Yeah, I think that just my aversion came from it being, like, um... A feel good and emotional children's show, rather than a children's show that's based in like comedy, um, just because I was like, this is gonna like make me have feelings, and some of them I like probably won't like to
1: like to experience. Aww, <laughs>
0: and so I don't want to watch.
1: Oh no. Um no feelings 2021 yeah
0: no that literally is is. (laughs) new year's resolution feel less (laughs) new year new me i'm not feeling emotions anymore um just kidding um i i really really enjoyed this experience and um I also after after watching it, talked to a few people who were like, um, "Oh yeah, I tried to watch it and like didn't really get into it." I guess like if if you're in that boat, I would implore you to to keep watching a little bit more and see see if something clicks for you because, like I said, I really didn't think I would like it, but I did.
1: Yeah, what's funny? So I've I watched this when it aired, I think, um, mm-hmm. and then actually for I watched the full first season and I was like, whatever, this is kid show, like yeah and wasn't really actually interested that interested in continuing it i think like i watched a little bit of season two when it came out uh but then my girlfriend uh, um (laughs) she she really liked the show and that was like 2019 she was like oh yeah you should catch up with it it's gonna the like last season's gonna come out and it's really good and I had seen, like, Double Trouble, whose character design I really like, and I was like, mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so I, I did end up watching part of it and then, like, dropping off again just because um, at the time I was busy with work and then um, yeah. finishing up the seasons with her, actually.
0: Yeah. So cute. you I loved the experience of like binge watching this to be honest. Yeah. Like I watched all of it. I watched all of it in like 5 days maybe. Um oh and that God. was honestly a very good experience. Like I'm I'm not the type of person who typically really likes to binge watch shows I will say that like Killing Eve is an exception oh yeah (laughs) I like don't want to watch Killing Eve every week I want to I want to watch it all in one day and Bojack Horseman another notable exception because I can't simply process having that many feelings over two days I have to watch every single season in one single day and then just (laughs) um but this one, I, this one I thought was very fun to watch just because there's like so much happening and the episodes are like kind of episodic, but there's enough structure that they like feel coherent to keep going.
1: And this, well, this was made for Netflix. So I, f- I fully feel like it was intended yeah. to be binged. Like, I yeah, think it is, absolutely. it is best consumed when binged. And actually in... Um, I didn't make it through a full rewatch for this episode, uh, but I did make it up to season three and Mm rewatching season one. I actually liked it a lot more than I had originally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, look at that. Look at that. There's
0: something about She-Ra where, like, I think about it and it feels like all of my neurons are firing all at once. So it feels like I'm, like, thinking about a lot and that I have a lot of thoughts. But, like, actually all of those neurons are saying the exact same thing, which is just, like, wow, the power of women. (laughs) (laughs) Like, literally, like, that's my experience watching She-Ra. Like, I think I'm, like, so smart watching it. I'm, like, wow, I have, like, so many thoughts and ideas. And then, like, literally all of the ideas are, like, women are so cool. Oh, my god. So that's my experience.
1: Yeah my uh, my thoughts they're just like "Mm, big lobster claws, pointy tail. 'Cause I I then realize I'm just thinking
0: about Scorpia. <laughs> As a warning, we will be giving endgame spoilers for this. So if you don't want to get spoiled on the very ending, don't listen, watch it, come back. The other thing, I'm trying to think of any like important content warnings, but given that this is a children's show, really not too many. I would say that um like parental death might be mentioned. I can't think yeah. of like really much else.
1: I would yeah, parental death, like abandonment. And parental figure abuse I would say to a certain extent. Yeah. um, Definitely. Shadow Weaver.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. She-Ra and the Princesses of Power um, was a Netflix original cartoon developed by Noelle Stevenson, and it ran from 2018 to 2020, literally just ended, um, and has five seasons. And there's a total of 52 episodes in those five seasons. Um, the entirety of the series takes place on a fictional planet uh, called Etheria. Which is a planet that's filled with a lot of natural beauty and has many different kingdoms, and each of those kingdoms have a princess with very distinct magical powers. Uh, Etheria also has an evil army that's known as the Horde, led by a villain named Hordak, and the Horde is attempting to destroy all of the princesses and take over the planet. Mm Mm-hmm. Adora, a human girl, and Catra, a cat girl. <laughs> Nyan. Nyan. <laughs> uh, they were both taken in by the Horde when they were infants, and they were trained as Horde soldiers by their mother figure, the mysterious Shadow Weaver. Mm-hmm. Um, one day, uh, as a teenager, I believe, I don't think she's an adult right no
1: i think like it's something where she's like 19 when the series starts and then okay 21 is when it finishes
0: oh okay so she is she is actually an adult then all right yeah
1: yeah Um, though it's i think that was said um by noelle stevenson um i believe but in the show like at one point catra refers to the group of princesses as like a group of teenagers um like in yeah. season three. So like who knows if that was you well. Know. Especially like Frosta is I think she's canonically eleven. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. So like yeah. So there are a couple of princesses that definitely are teenagers, but She-Ra I guess then is older. Yeah. Um sorry, Adora. Adora. Um <laughs> spoilers. Adora Spoiler. Oh <laughs> um, Adora finds this mysterious sword in the forest one day and she learns that when she wields it, she can transform into this like seven foot tall, incredibly powerful space princess named She-Ra. Um, And she can easily defeat her enemies when she's in this form. Uh, She ends up befriending Glimmer, a pastel teleporting and very headstrong princess from the kingdom Bright Moon. And she also befriends Glimmer's best friend, Bo, who is just a normal guy. uh, But he's like like a tech himbo who only wears crop tops. Yeah. Um, So that's like his thing. (laughs) I love that for him. I know. I love it for him, too. So... After meeting Glimmer and Bo, Adora has this massive value shift when she realizes that Etheria has to be protected and not destroyed. So she leaves the Horde and she begs Catra to come with her. Catra, however, declines the offer and becomes angry that Adora would abandon her and their life together for new friends and a new cause to fight for. Mm-hmm. So Adora, Glimmer, and Bo work to fight the Horde and then in the process they reestablish the currently broken... Princess Alliance, um, which aims to unite all of the princesses across the lands. So there's Perfuma, who's the princess of plants, Mermista, the princess of the sea, and Trapta, the princess of science and technology, I, I think.
1: Yeah, I... Yeah,
0: and Frosta, the Princess of Ice. And there's also um, Natasa and Spinarella, who are two older married rebel princesses who like never really left the Alliance in the first place and yeah. don't have kingdoms that are like shown on screen.
1: <laughs> Just Natasa is such a funny name.
0: Natasa? It, it, and then she's like, yeah, don't you know why my name is Natasa? It's because I toss nuts. Duh. <laughs> like, okay, we get it. <laughs> um." <laughs> but we cannot forget Shira's trusty seed, a talking unicorn himbo named Swift Wind, or Mermista's Himbo pirate boyfriend, Seahawk, with massive theater boy energy. Oh yeah. Um so Adora also, as she's working on the Princess Alliance, she begins to train as She-Ra under this AI hologram named Light Hope, becoming stronger and more powerful the more she trains by herself, but also stronger as her friendships with the Princess Alliance deepen and she learns from them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, Catra is begrudgingly working together with Scorpia, this very buff, kind, and trusting Scorpion princess whose kingdom has pledged allegiance to the Horde. So she just kind of is there by default. Katra is slowly rising in the ranks in the horde and she takes over Shadow Weaver's position and she becomes Hordak's, like number one subordinate. Mm-hmm. Um, despite pretty much everybody in the horde telling her that she has never had her heart in it, she's bad at her job, and she wasn't meant to be evil.
1: <laughs> um, oh, I, do they do they tell her that though? Yeah, they
0: do. Hordak does, Shadow Weaver does, uh, even like Entrapped and Scorpia, like dig at her a little bit for it and especially the people that she's supervising like do not trust her
1: oh because i i feel like yeah the people who she's supervising doesn't trust her but like every like shadow weaver's t- been telling her her whole life she's incompetent and then yeah like, hordax yeah it's not like her heart's in it she's just like everybody's telling her well, that they, they tell her <laughs>
0: that she doesn't have her heart in it yeah that's yeah. what it is like she really wants to be evil desperately <laughs> actually Aww. um yeah he but laughs. everybody is
1: telling her that she's like bad at it yeah she's um, like she's like doing the the like cat emoji where you do like a colon and then like a three and then she's adding in the um the, the like eyebrows. less yeah the, the less than yeah everybody like no 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 you don't yeah. need to add that no no, no. yeah you're <laughs> fine
0: um So her whole goal in the Horde kind of becomes to defeat and prove her worth both to the people in the Horde that don't believe her and also to Adora, Um, despite Adora defeating her in like every single interaction that they have. uh, She just needs to get like one good win in, basically, and then she'll she'll feel better. Finally, at the very end of the series, Adora is able to defeat the Horde with the power of friendship, family, and also her own individual strength. However, it almost costs her her life. And in, like, the last pivotal second before the world ends and she dies, Catra confesses that she's in love with Adora and has been all along. And this re-empowers Adora, who confirms that she also loves Katra back.
1: And mm-hmm.
0: then she becomes able to defeat the Horde and save Etheria, and they kiss, and the world is saved, and all the princesses have a big party, and then they all get to plan their happy lives together in a world with no evil.
1: I know. Oh my god,
0: I know. It's so nice. It makes you want to
1: cry.
0: <laughs> Bye. Ah. Yeah, there were definitely several moments in the series where I cried.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> yeah,
0: but um. I want to hear. I want to hear. So here's my thing. I never watched he-man or she-ra growing up as a kid never watched any of it um i've seen like a couple of episodes of he-man here and there i don't even know really anything about the old she-ra or the old um he-man series but you know a little bit
1: i know a little bit i want to hear what you have to what you have to say yeah absolutely and to be clear i never watched it either i would say like my biggest interaction with he-man is like watching um robot chicken in fucking high school where they like make fun of it a lot. Like I've like so like I, which is <laughs> I just think
0: about the what uh, the what's going on cover. <laughs> oh yeah, that's really good too. Yeah, I forgot he all about that. kind actually. of like a gay
1: icon. <laughs> he kind of. Yeah. <laughs> he managed man... a gay icon. Skeletor? Oh my goodness. <laughs> totally. Skeletor is a gay icon. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Tell me about so, old she rab Okay. Yeah. If you're familiar with um, animation and kids animation in the 80s, then you'll probably know that a lot of the times they would just make a toy line and then they would commission a show to be made around the toy line. Um, so mm-hmm. that was done for like Transformers, and that was done for He-Man too for this um, Masters of the Universe toy line, um, and then He-Man ended up being pretty popular. So uh Funimation or Filmation, I'm sorry, and Mattel. Funimation, <laughs> Funimation, <laughs> the um, anime dub people, the anime yeah. dub guys. No, 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 no. no, um, no sorry, Filmation and Mattel ended up. Uh, working together to make like a female version of he-man which is basically like the same premise as like the updated show where Mm -hmm. uh except for like a couple key details and in the old version adora was the twin sister to he-man but she was kidnapped by the horde as a baby and then um like made to fight for them and then Mm -hmm. in a like tv special movie he-man goes into the other dimension to save Adora and I guess yeah he's like looking for his sister and then he meets Adora and then she like realizes that she's she and she like gets her sword and they defeat the horde together then the horde like pulls her back into her into like that dimension of Etheria and so she can't like go live with her family and she's like actually I need to stay here and help the rebellion cool um, yeah um yeah so it's kind of like a it's same thing and then one of the things that i found interesting about looking into the 80s show is that all the toys that were made for this tv show they had the same body mold so all of the female characters and male characters in Shira ra they had like the same body type and were just like basically recolors and so i kind of like i assumed that some of the relationships would be different since they all look the same but like glimmer's mom is still her mom i forget what's her name uh no queen I don't know. bright moon <laughs> queen angela ah yes queen angela who's glimmer's mom i they look like they could be sisters i <laughs> like they you know do, they really do yeah. yeah in the old show um but nope they still mother and daughter like everybody just really looks the same and they're all like the dolls had they're kind of wearing like a swimsuit kind of thing so either you get, like, a swimsuit with leggings, or you just have a swimsuit, bare legs, and, like, all of them are wearing that. So they all just yeah, look like, a like one they're in piece. different it's types like of laundry. Leotard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they really do, like, their, look like they have just stepped off the uh, Victoria's Secret <laughs> Angels uh,
1: runway. One way. Um way. Um, <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they kind of do. Yeah, it's, it's so funny. Because when and we'll probably get into this, like, a little bit, but when uh, She-Ra 2018 was announced, there was, like, a lot of pushback of, like, what are these new designs? Like, these are people, they all look different, and they have different body types and unique silhouettes, yeah. and it's, like, these original designs are so much better. <laughs> it's, like,
0: <laughs> it's, like, yeah, I want to have, uh, like, 20 carbon copies of the exact height, exact body type princess, and also they're all white, and they all look
1: sexy. Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> Okay, fine. <laughs> oh my god, now there's there's a car idling like right outside I, of my window.
0: <laughs> I will say there's something there's something about the original bow design. <laughs> there's something about it. <laughs> and he, looks, he also looks like a gay icon. <laughs> Just he like looks He-Man. like if he looks like if um Chucky from the Rugrats was the one who was teleported through the portal. Oh. And shit. then he had to grow up and learn how to be tough. <laughs> he, oh looks my like, God. he looks like he uh, looks like King Lancelot and Fairly Odd Parents, the like little kid who's like, um I can
1: see. I can see I can, I can fight. fight.
0: And then he transforms. Yeah, that's what he looks
1: like. <laughs> oh my God. I say that like every time I find my glasses. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's hard to tell if like the reaction to the reboot was like trolling or not because it just seems so incredibly ridiculous. And really, I'm sure like yeah. yeah, I'm sure like once it got going that some of it was, but like some of it just really seems very, very genuine, like which is and was like actively hurtful too, towards like Noelle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I remember seeing a lot of queer
0: people retweeting and sharing like cis het people getting really mad that She-Ra looks like a boy oh my when God. she transforms. Um, it just I I just can't imagine having that reaction to a children's show. It's so fucking <laughs> I can't bad. imagine being mad that like the lead character of a children's show
1: doesn't look sexy enough, mm-hmm. like her tits aren't out anymore how are we supposed to know that she's a girl and she's wearing shorts i remember
0: seeing people like drawing over her face to be like look at her jawline and the shape of her nose that's like that's like a man's face it's like shut the fuck up like all of you so fucking Um, bad yeah And,
1: (laughs) and that's like i there was just so much of it and it was just like I just like kind of have a hard time believing that all of it was trolling. Like,
0: yeah, I think that there were genuinely some people who thought that. And definitely, yeah. I, I, am gonna say it here first. I don't respect you.
1: <laughs> right. Oh my god. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was your reaction. Not this is a children's <laughs> show for for children. Right. Um. Let them have and, this one.
1: Yeah, and also just like, just like, fuck off. <laughs> what do, What does a woman look like? Can you describe right. a woman to me? Right. Exactly. Like, fuck you. <laughs> a woman yeah. looks however the fuck she wants to look. <laughs> right. Yeah, and just, like, d- if you want to find a show where somebody is wearing, like, something ridiculously sexy into battle, like, there are a lot of options. And, like, maybe oh the one meant for children, like, also shouldn't fall into that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, uh, you know. I... I- I can't like. There's so many things about the show that like you really have to. If you're gonna critique anything about the show, you have to critique it through the eyes of a child. Yeah. Right. Or like, what impact would this have on a child? I think that another parental critique was that this was pushing the gay agenda on their children, <laughs> um, which I'm not even gonna get into because obviously that's not valid or um, real. Um. So
1: whatever. No. Um, yeah. It sucks it that that's, like, I laugh, but it's, like, fuck, that's, people really think that, don't they? Yeah.
0: Yeah, they do, unfortunately. Um, Whatever. But let's talk about a little bit more about how this sh- the show came to be and, like, some of the stuff behind the scenes. I don't have that much to say, but a little bit. Um, so first of all, Noel Stevenson, who developed the show, is non-binary and prefers that people use a, a mix of he, she, and they pronouns mm-hmm. um, when talking about them. Just to put that out there, um, if you're confused yeah. about us talking about Noel at any point,
1: yeah. And they um, they came out, I think, sh- like shortly before, or shortly after the final season aired.
0: Auntie drew a very nice like I guess not nice but like well thought and well like well crafted um comic about um yeah like her experience coming out as non-binary and um getting top surgery as well which I Mm -hmm. thought was actually a very good read and very interesting because um it kind of outlines like where they were at in the production of She-Ra and um like how he felt about uh like different styles of gender presentation at the time. I th- I just thought it was really good and it's a quick read and easily accessible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If um, you want to read it, so. it's
1: called The Weight of It and it's on their Twitter.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: it might be pinned or I think if you search The Weight of It comic, Noelle Stevenson will probably come up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was very good. I would recommend. Um, and it's like pay what you can
1: as mm-hmm. well. So. Yeah. Which can also be zero. Yep. Um,
0: another thing I want to talk about a little bit about is about the voice acting cast for this show. I would say that it's pretty racially and ethnically diverse. Um, and generally, all of the characters of color are voiced by people of color, which is a low bar, but they did meet it. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh. Notably, I was pretty excited to see that Lorraine Toussaint, who plays V on Orange is the New Black, a show that I don't like, by the way, but I do like V's character a lot, um, that she was cast as Shadow Weaver. I thought that that was a very good fit. Also, as always, incredibly excited to see whenever Sandra Oh is in something. Oh my we god, know I it. didn't realize that she was cast as Bella! Yeah, ah, she plays Glimmer's ah. aunt, Casa Spella. Yes. Oh um, We love Sandra Oh. And another exciting... Uh, cast member is jacob tobia tobia I'm, I'm sorry if i'm mispronouncing um but they are a non-binary lgbtq rights activist and they were cast as a uh, double trouble who's a non-binary shapeshifter mm-hmm. um, so it's just nice to see you know them casting people who look like the characters that they're portraying
1: yeah you know i don't know i think it's great
0: also, in case you didn't know, AJ from Allie and AJ voices Catra. Um, may I just bring up that they may I that they just redid potential breakup song to make it explicit now. So oh they my do say god. Fuck it. Um, I haven't listened to that yet. Oh, it's good. I would recommend oh, need to. um a fitting for Catra. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. <laughs> um and AJ also played Stevani on Steven Universe as well. Um, which I didn't know,
1: and choosing oh. Silicon
0: Valley, um, which are two things that are very relevant to you. <laughs> they
1: are. God, I have to stop saying that I like Silicon Valley because I really only like like half of Silicon Valley. <laughs> Oh, but I do you think only like Zach Woods. I only, I only love Zach Woods. Except for that, I don't out. like what Not they Jimmy. did to his character in the final like season and a half. Oh, they so set funny. up this whole fucking arc oh god for him <laughs> like getting over Richard, and then they and then he never got over Richard. Wait, he was gay? He just, no, no, just in my fan fiction. Um. Oh. Sorry, that um, is an incredibly embarrassing that's, statement that's, please <laughs> understand that that is i know that this is being recorded i am not being 100 percent serious when i say that I'm you just, have not you have not written silicon Valley i have not fiction. written have you? you i'll never tell <laughs> you have not you
0: have not i, have not. I know I, have not. I know you okay. you have not okay i I haven't. One final note on the voice acting cast is that when I was looking up the voice acting cast, I found out that Adam Ray voices Swiftwind, the himbo unicorn. Mm. And his opening line uh, on Wikipedia is, Adam Ray is an American comedian and actor best known for voicing Swiftwind in 2019. <laughs> she ran the Princess of Power. He also played Slimer in Ghostbusters. Um, all right. Uh, let's talk about that. Let's loop it back around to Ghostbusters and talking about Slimer in yet another episode. Um, <laughs> how many episodes can we talk about Slimer in? I don't,
1: um, is Slimer um, a gay icon?
0: I yeah. Actually, uh, no. Actually, no, Erin. Please, I'm sorry. Actually, Slimer <laughs> is a is a heterosexual icon. We know this because he had a girlfriend in Ghostbusters. Oh, that's right. Yeah.
1: Oh god! It's so
0: if Slimer is your gay or non-binary icon, I respect it and I respect you. I see you. I do get it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> he's just
0: not mine, and that's fine. We can be different.
1: <laughs> I I'm very serious about my Ghostbusters canon, and I don't respect you because <laughs> Slimer had a girlfriend. And um, you I, <laughs> do you
0: know Slimer's gender? I'm just asking you. Oh. Do you know Slimer's gender? Wow. Shit. You know? You don't, do you? I don't. You don't know it. Man. We don't know his girlfriend's gender. Is,
1: <laughs> As is, I gender them both. Is Slimer <laughs> we don't know. a he, him lesbian?
0: Let's talk about it. <laughs> No, let's not talk about it. Let's instead talk about how much I appreciate the world building in She-Ra. I think that the character design is just so incredible. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that the world is like so very thought out. I don't have that much to say about that. But what I will say is that um, for how incredibly like beautiful and well thought out the world building is um i thought that the show's art looked kind of bad while i was watching it i was like there are spots where like this doesn't look that good um but uh as i was looking into it i realized i i had it in my head that this was like mostly computer animation i learned that it was actually all traditional hand-drawn animation
1: Mm -hmm. um
0: with very, very, very little computer animation used at all. And now I have zero criticism, and I think that the art <laughs> looks great. <laughs> yeah. Um, given everything that went into it, yeah. But I think that just watching it with, like, an uncritical eye, I was like... There are some spots where like characters' faces just look royally fucked and I was like, oh god. Um, but knowing that it was like hand-drawn, I had a lot more respect for it because there's so much fucking work that goes into doing hand drawn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Anyway. And I yeah, I know I don't that's know. critical it's... and rude, but
1: Oh yeah, whatever. You're allowed to have thoughts. Yeah, I, I love this. I, I kind of wish I tried to find a little bit about the production online, but didn't really mm-hmm. find too much. Because this was also produced by DreamWorks, who did Voltron, and in Voltron's (laughs) Voltron's like production was fucked. (laughs) See, I'm Um, lucky. I don't know
0: anything about Voltron. Oh my god, I don't even know what the guys really look like. So that's fine. I've escaped Um,
1: it. Man, I I have not watched Voltron, but I have watched this like like two hour long conspiracy theory about the production of Voltron, which is incredibly interested. Are interesting um Ew. it's yeah where they they talk about how um i uh, in originally it was intended that um sheath i believe his name is wait nope that's a ship keith keith nope the other one shiro i'm so sorry <laughs> i don't like i don't know enough about voltron maybe cut that out i don't want to be associated with sheath <laughs> okay wait who's Sheath? um sheath is the uh a the smash ship name bros. for yeah a ship name for oh. Sh- shiro and keith which was oh. i think very popular and like very controversial in the fandom because like no was, people are like we know the canonical age of shiro but we we kind of think that keith is a teenager like okay uh, blah 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 blah. i don't want to get I don't, okay
0: yeah i was thinking about the smash bros character but <laughs> that's that's keith There's no that's that's a neopet that's oh the
1: um <laughs> sheik she sheik. oh sheik
0: that's is zelda sorry I, I don't know anything about zelda either
1: so yeah after this conspiracy theory says that the in the first season uh voltron or maybe the second season shiro was supposed to die but then because he was one of the most popular characters like both online and then i guess also with some of the producers or something that they made everybody like rewrite it so that Shiro doesn't die which means that they had to like go back and like add Shiro to like certain or no they had to go back and give the arc they were going to give to Keith to Shiro and then they had to draw like keith back into certain scenes and like it's actually really compelling like they talk about like the body language and stuff of things that you can like it, it makes a lot of sense in a way that like i kind of wish it didn't I, yeah that also suffered from something that shira suffers from where like certain seasons are broken up into two parts like yeah uh, season two and season three are both sh- short seasons which i think are supposed to be one season together yes um uh, I think one thing about this is She-Ra that I heard a lot was that it seemed certain seasons and stuff seemed a little bit rushed. Um, mm-hmm. but how did you feel
0: about that? I definitely felt, felt that. And then there were some yeah. seasons where it didn't feel like quite as much work was put into the plot development as well. Yeah, Or maybe it's just like a little bit fillery, like every single thing that happens with Double Trouble. Yeah, that that whole arc I was just not invested in. I was like, it's such a shame that you created this incredibly cool character, and then this is the arc that they get. Like, they get to pretend to be a little princess while everybody plays mafia, trying to figure out who's the who's the mole. Um right. I don't know. I, that that season was not compelling to me at all, and did not feel like it meshed with the rest of the plot of Shira. Yeah, but
1: that's just. I mean. kind of again. I didn't. I didn't rewatch that season, but yeah, I was. I saw like screenshots of Double Trouble and I was like, this character is so cool. I can't wait to like be so invested in them. And then I like watched yeah. the season and I was like, whatever. Um, they but, are cool.
0: And I do Yeah, like they are them. really cool. It's just, yeah, it's just the everything that's happening out around them that is. Yeah.
1: yeah I, I think that, and I don't know, but that, that seemed to me that it was, that was kind of more about like Catra. Oh, just, absolutely. Like, yeah. The, having somebody that like she trusts and then she's like growing like away from Scorpia and then like. And then she also feels abandoned in the end, kind of a deal. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure if they were rushed or, like, forced to do, like, a certain amount of episodes or stuff like that. I just haven't mm-hmm. seen anything like that online. But there are stuff like that within the series, it seems.
0: Yeah. Um. Do you want to talk about last year's controversy
1: yeah. with Noelle? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If you are on Twitter and the LGBTQ plus Twitter, uh, <laughs> you might have seen that during a live stream, Noelle... Was explaining that all of Bo's brothers have names that rhyme, and they mentioned that one of them would be so, and then literally said that he would work the fields. Um, mm-hmm. which is bad and yes. noelle nor none of her other like non-black crew members never realized how that would relate back to slavery and, right because oh and all
0: of his family are black yes and noelle and the development car like the development crew for she were mm-hmm. not black yeah, yeah. <laughs> um big big huge issue very insensitive and it I think it especially stings coming from somebody who has tried really hard or has at least stated that they are mm-hmm. working to creating a piece of media that is very safe spacey, you know? Yeah, totally. Um and so when you're in an area that is presumed to be a safe space and then it is not a safe space, that really, really hurts as right. opposed to, you know, just witnessing racism out and about, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think, um, you know, with like showrunners that are like very present online, I do think that people also like form kind of in a relationship or Mm -hmm. parasocial relationship of just like seeing this person and looking up to them. And it was really disappointing for a lot of people. Yes. And hurtful, I should say. Not just disappointing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Noelle apologized. I, I don't know. It's not an apology for me. So I don't I don't have any thoughts on it. I don't know.
0: Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think as as somebody who again this apology is not for me. I'm just looking at it and reading it and assessing mm-hmm. it. I think that one thing that I really look for in apologies is if somebody states what they're going to do to change their behavior moving forward or to make some sort of amends for what has happened. Um in Noel's apology, that is not necessarily said so clearly and that's yeah. something that doesn't Feel great, even as somebody who's reading the apology that's not meant for me, you know, right? Like to see that Noelle has basically just said, Thank you for speaking up, and I will think about it in the future. Like, that's not necessarily like any sort of concrete action. Um, but also at the time the show was completed. Too. Yeah. So it's not like they could like go back in and add a new season where they have black staffers, like because they're not getting it. Like the show's over. I don't right, know. Right. Yeah.
1: I think another anyway, thing that just fucking sucks. Totally. I think another thing about it that people uh, had a problem with is that it the comment is a, is called a, a very careless statement, and people are like just say what it is, which is like a racist statement. and Right. Yeah. Like, There's no,
0: another, another thing I think about apologies that is important is when you apologize for something, stating clearly what it is that you're apologizing for. And that yeah. also doesn't happen in this tweet. It's just like, I made a statement and it's on me. So I think right. that just being clear and transparent about it at, at least gives, makes, means that you're taking some sort of accountability for what, what it is that you've said as opposed to trying to brush it under the rug. And that goes for any apology. Totally
1: really so yeah i will say if you haven't watched the clip and just saw like tweets about it going around in addition to this statement which like it's totally happened there were also um accusations of one of the crew members um saying dyke and then the entire crew being very self-congratulatory about neurodivergent characterization within the show oh really and oh yeah um it's <laughs> So like I just I just want to touch on that briefly. Oh yeah
0: yeah yeah. Um, I just (laughs) I just want to touch.
1: I (laughs) well the thing. Okay so so the thing about the the person saying Dyke um, was that he was referencing a podcast which had Dyke in the name and the the people who are who do the podcast are lesbians and they were like it's fine for you to like uh, promo our podcast basically and so that was that was kind of taken out of context uh or context and um, then so the thing was that during this live stream where like these comments were made they were like reading fan letters so it was actually them reading like a very congratulatory fan letter like about themselves which i think is like okay. is like not great like i don't love when people do that like read like oh my god i love you so much and it's like okay we get it um but it's not like they were saying that about themselves and and people right. have yeah. feelings about entrapta and hordak and yeah i don't know yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and that's, fine. that's and that's that so so those are the other things that were like bundled together but
0: okay man we've talked about so much shit and we haven't
1: i know Go ahead. oh my god we gotta we gotta talk about gay things <laughs>
0: let's talk about the general themes of this show. Mm. We've spent a lot of time talking about ev- uh, just ev- stuff, just stuff. And we yeah, have yeah, spent yeah. a lot of time talking about this show. I gotta um, talk about scorbia <laughs> I know. Um, so some of the big themes that I pulled in watching this, like number one, friendship, massive theme. Um, and totally. you see this laid out in a lot of different ways. Um, Scorpia and Perfuma's friendship, I think, is a very good example. Um, She-Ra finding community with Glimmer and Bo and then with the rest of the princesses. Entrapta's mm-hmm. whole idea of friendship.
1: Yeah, yeah. Big
0: plot point Um, in how, like, understanding that like she views friendship in a different way but that doesn't make it any less valid um scorpia too and finding like people who value her yes yes oh my god Mm -hmm. um family also a massive theme here um whether that's found family and chosen family or The family who raises you i think that glimmer's family is a very big example of this like her relationship with her mom is very tense and you can tell that it's based in love but neither of them can actually see that because the two of them are like so like linked in their grief over her dad's passing that they like cannot interact with one another in a healthy way Also, Bo's family, massive plot point. Um, He has two dads who love and support him, but he's in the closet about being a member of the Rebel Army. (laughs) Yeah. He's Um. in the
1: closet about loving crop tops. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God, he is. He is in the closet about loving crop tops. The funniest thing, um, like when Bo goes home to his family, like he he puts on like a full shirt, and when Glimmer sees him, she's like, "What have they done to you? So Who is funny. this person Who in front this? of me?" What <laughs> have
0: your dad's done? And just kidding, his dads are also two himbos, and yeah. um, everybody's a himbo. Himbo big theme of she
1: <laughs> I love. Have you seen that like alignment chart where it's like a himbo can be anything, and then like like a himbo like you you know how it is like a himbo can be has to be a man like a himbo has to be strong like and then it's like a himbo has to be a man but he doesn't have to be strong and then like a himbo doesn't have to be a man but he does have to be strong like have you seen that no i haven't but that oh my god
0: fits and i bet you could put put somebody in each of those slots in this in
1: like this absolutely show, so. maybe i'll do that <laughs> yeah i think you should like a, a i think that would be fun to do like a himbo to put, has to, to be strong but does not have to be human and then you put um uh, the horse <laughs> swift wind, yeah. Swiftwind. <laughs> god, he is a himbo, yeah. <laughs>
0: Everybody's a himbo, Scorpia's a himbo, um, she has a himbo, she runs a himbo, yeah. Bo is the uh, Seahawk. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> I think this is
1: bending, whatever, it doesn't matter, oh,
0: whatever, it really doesn't matter. Um, but. Just kidding. Bo comes out as a member of the Rebel Army, and his dads are like, "We love and support you. We're so sorry we forced you into the closet." Um, it's it's a chill moment. Yeah. Um, finally, Shadow Weaver, family. Um, hello. Just I don't I don't even know what to say other than that she was a shit mom. <laughs> yeah. Um and I think that Adora and Katra were right to distance themselves later on in the series. Um, did she really love Adora and Katra? I don't know. Um what I can say is that her death <laughs> made me full on weep. Oh um, my god, yeah. I can't say that I loved that she had a redemption arc, but I yeah. do love that she was portrayed as being very human. Um Yeah. So I don't know. I I enjoyed Shadow Weaver's arc a lot, and she would definitely be in my top three characters if I spent
1: more time to process my emotions about Shadow okay. Weaver. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, I do. She's incredibly so, developed, and yes, and for as like a character that does not get that much screen time, really. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I um, really
1: enjoy her as a character.
0: Um, like, definitely, she's not perfect. So, right,
1: like one thing I think about early on is. Adora and Katra get trapped in, like, the training facility for She-Ra, and they're, yes. like, forced to, like, recall, like, some of their old memories, and, like, they walk in on Shadow Weaver, and, like, Shadow Weaver, like, blames Catra and is like, Adora, like, how could you let her, like like do this like you really shouldn't be hanging out with her like blah 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 and it's just like very very telling of like the whole relationship between adora yes. and catra and shadow weaver and i, yes. I just like that it's like such a good character moment it's like like two minutes
0: yeah there's so many moments like that where you get like 10 seconds that just completely illuminate like who a character is totally. it makes it, like so clear to you that's one thing that
1: i really really enjoy enjoyed about this show Oh my god, totally! Ugh, um eating it up. I know. And this kind of like goes into the two points about family and friendship. Um, mm-hmm. Noel has uh, said explicitly that the like whole theme of the show is like free will and like choice, yeah. And that like any character's like motivation is and like arc is like ending with them like making a decision, like this is what I want to do, like this is my decision, like stuff like that. And you see that just in like mm-hmm. everybody, like it is Which incredibly is- present
0: it's like good for teaching kids autonomy as well Yeah, totally which i think is another like perk of this being a good children's show because not only is it autonomy but it's like autonomy in conjunction with working together as a community
1: yeah yeah and i it's it's also just like really smart because i I read that and I was like, Oh my god, that makes so much sense. But it, mm-hmm. it's not like in a regular not like a regular, but like some kids' shows, you know, where it's like it's like, Well, I don't wanna go to the party. It's like, well, I feel so confused. And it's like, what do you wanna do? And it's like, hmm, let me think about it. I guess I don't want to go to like blah 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 or whatever. Um, but right. it's no, it's just like in their actions and it like makes sense within the, the yeah story. It's
0: it's not contrived, it's not yeah, forced. Contrived. it is something that is very natural. <laughs> Um, it doesn't feel like you're you're thinking concise (laughs) yeah thank you (laughs) i i know word you know so many words piggybacking off of that so there's like the friend family and then yeah there is the like the individual power and autonomy shit and i think that where that really shines is in seeing she-ra doing her like independent training to find her own strength and like her own like comfort and like security in her identity as she-ra all of a sudden, she finds out that she's this, like, warrior princess, and she has to grapple with the fact that, like, that's just her life now. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like, holy shit. And I like, too, that it kind of – it goes through, like, like waves where, okay, she finds out she's She-Ra. She's like, okay, I want to be She-Ra. Like, I want to be She-Ra in my own way. Like, to – you know what fuck this i don't want to be she-ra anymore like if it means yeah. like this and like i love that it like she changes her mind like it's not like yes. oh no i guess i have to be she because i said i was gonna be she-ra mm-hmm.
0: yeah absolutely and glimmer also has a kind of similar arc when um her mom sacrifices herself to save etheria and then glimmer goes from being the princess to being the queen and she has to learn how to manage the kingdom by herself like there are other people around her that are you know giving her ideas or trying to help but ultimately she's the one who has the autonomy to like make big decisions and she has to like learn how to do that and sometimes you see her fuck up um, and you see her fuck up in big ways and yeah. <laughs> um that's like interesting to watch for sure. Finally, I want to talk about queerness. Yeah. <laughs> because guess what? That is its own theme here. Um I think a big thing with Shira is that gender and sexuality are really things that are unquestioned and you can assume that anybody is any sexuality that you can imagine. Like, it's a Mm -hmm. world where people aren't using any labels at all. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can just expect characters to love whoever it is that they love. Um, I love that in a show for kids. I will say that when I'm watching shows for adults, I just want to hear someone say, I'm gay. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But in a fantasy show that's made for children, why not just assume that anybody is whoever they want to be? I like it.
1: Right. Well, also, I like it, too, that there are moments where, like, when Adora meets Huntra, like, you can tell she's like, oh, my God, like, wow. Yeah. And <laughs> <Like, laughs> she's hot. It's, right? It's not just like they're like, hmm, like, looking at each other for, like, two seconds. And you're like, mm, maybe they're interested in each other. It's like, kind of, it's like, you, you get it. You get, yeah. it. <laughs>
0: you get this with perfuma and scorpia you get this with scorpia and catra scorpia is a great character oh for my that God. Honestly.
1: Scor- <laughs> scorpia like literally asks catra out in one episode and catra she's like you want to go on a date she's yeah. like you want to go like play a board game or something <laughs> yeah Catra's like i'm busy thinking about adora
0: <laughs> i know oh poor scorpia Rejected. that's okay i love that Looping back to queerness, I guess studio executives asked Noelle why the finale had a rainbow at the end of it,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: Noelle just said, it was, it's the gay agenda. <laughs> like, straight up was like, it's the gay agenda.
1: Oh my god. I fucking yeah. love that. Oh, also, in yeah. case you don't know, um, Noelle is married to a woman. Yay! Mm-hmm. Cool. Who is also a comic artist.
0: We didn't yeah. talk about Noelle's other work, but... Um, I first heard about Noel um, back when they were writing Lumberjanes, but I've yeah, never read Lumberjanes. I haven't actually. either. We can do that for the podcast, maybe. Yeah,
1: maybe. Do you want <laughs> us to do that for the podcast? Email us at Erin at yeah, if,
0: if you have strong opinions about that, let us know because I'm yeah. not sold, <laughs> but I would, but I'm not sold. That's um fair. I will say also um, one one thing that I'm uh, mm, 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 mm-hmm. about is that in making this world where nobody you don't really know anybody's like gender or sexuality you know the pronouns that people use for them but you don't really know anything else sure. um one thing that has come out after the fact is that um the uh character designers have said that Two characters are trans, and that's something that you don't actually get when you're watching the show. That's something mm-hmm. that you only get if you're following the character developers and <laughs> yeah. listening to them talk about the characters that they made. Um, so there's Jewel Star, who is in like literally like maybe five minutes of season five. He's only there for a second. He's like a part of the sibling trio that shows up and like interacts with Adora over the crystals for like a minute. Oh, yeah. Um they said that he is trans and they have also said that Perfuma the princess of plants uh is a trans woman as well. Mm. Um which is very cool. Um I'm just yeah. sad that they got kind of Dumbledore, you know. Yeah.
1: I guess um has, can I ask you something as a cis person?
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. I don't know how would be how how is a way that you would like to see that like represented in a show like this? Do you have any ideas?
0: That is something that I have been thinking about because I'm like, I would like to see it, but then it's like, there are so many ways that you could do it so horribly wrong. Right, yeah. Um. I feel like the only way to do it is to bring in a team of consultants, particularly with Perfuma, bringing in a team of consultants who are all trans women and asking them how they would like to see this done (laughs) because i think that like there's so many ways that could be done that are harmful i mean you see all the time of like characters being like oh this character's trans and we know because they dead name them on screen like i don't want that to happen i don't want them to be like showing childhood pictures of her like (laughs) yeah i don't know I feel like maybe one okay way to go about it would be to have people talking about their, like, personal life experiences and literally to just, like, have her get a moment to talk about, like, how she found pride in her transition.
1: I feel Aww. like that would be, like, fair enough. Yeah, that would be sweet. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, I like yeah. that idea. That's nice. Anyway, I do. I think it was so – I, like, laughed out loud when you said Dumbledore. Like, I love that that is a verb. <laughs> that's that's
0: my <laughs> verb that I use. Um,
1: it's you, really good. You all
0: know that – I, I, I have to say this again for the record, I hate J.K. Rowling oh, yeah. so much, and I don't uh, necessarily want to like bring her up and remind people of her, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, she did create the phenomena of Dumbledoring, so <laughs> um, yeah, Perfuma got fucking Dumbledored. Yeah. You have to be familiar, but in case you're not, <laughs> Dumbledore was confirmed as gay by J.K. Rowling well after the books and movies were all done. She was just like, "Oh yeah, and by the way, Dumbledore's gay, isn't that cool?" It's like it's not cool if he didn't put it in the
1: piece of work, like, <laughs> right? Which I then know. I think she got enough like positive reception from that. Then then her her entire career now has just been like. And blah, blah, blah is blah, blah, blah. And I'm just going to rewrite whatever I want and pretend that I always had this thing in mind. Yeah. And also I'm going to be a (laughs) turf.
0: Yeah. And also I'm going (laughs) to hate all trans people virulently and try to fuck up their lives. Yeah
1: all right i oh my god uh, to transition out of this i just fucking i hadn't looked at our shared document i there is fucking an entire page of just catra bullet points listen (laughs) i have a lot of thoughts about catra this is we're
0: in we're so far into this podcast and yet i haven't even gotten to talk about the shit that i'm excited to talk about
1: come Uh, on it, it was it was so funny, like uh, when I said that we were gonna do this, um, my girlfriend was like, "You should like really split it up into two episodes." And I was like, "I know you're right, but we're just gonna fucking do it. Like, let's we're just get gonna ready release a, a long, really long one. one. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. We're a little late. Get extra. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah,
0: we're a little bit late this week, so that just means you get
1: extra content. Woo. All right, are you are you gonna say that your favorite one of your favorite characters is Katra? Yeah, my Katra is my favorite oh, character, and she. I, wrote it catra is my second favorite character <laughs> <laughs> that's because Scorpia is your favorite um yeah let's talk about catra then let's but catra is a lot more interesting and there's a lot more to talk about i
0: know let's talk about catra then let's talk about Scorpia. i, I have so many thoughts yeah.
1: I have so many Um, thoughts, too. Mm,
0: Okay, I'm excited to see how our thoughts mix up because you didn't put notes about Catra,
1: so I have no idea what you're (laughs) thinking. I thought this was just going to be like a fun segment of like top three. I didn't know that you were going to write an entire page about (laughs) Catra. Um, Just kidding. I played you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love
0: um, this Catra is like the epitome of when your trauma makes you become a shitty person yourself mm-hmm. um, which I think is something that is very sympathetic for many people um, totally. I think that Catra is a character as somebody that you want to pity and you want to see her improve and do better and do the right thing but she just keeps not doing the right thing and <laughs> <laughs>
1: just keeps I, making
0: these awful oh choices my God. I,
1: don't, I didn't even have I I mean, I had that, of course, but I also just said, I just, like, I want her to win. I just want her to destroy the entire princess alliance. I, like, I just want I her to be happy. I kind of do, too. I,
0: I like, <laughs> yeah. I love seeing evil characters, and I kind of just want them to be evil, but I'm gonna, I'm sticking to the canon here. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I talked about Katra for a while with a friend who has also seen Shira and who specifically the two of us, have talked a lot about uh, trauma survivors hurting other people. um. Mm. We were put in a lot of situations together um, where people who had a lot more institutional power than us kept telling us that we needed to be the bigger person and forgive people who had said and done really, really marginalizing things to us. And these higher ups were saying that uh, we needed to forgive them because of this idea that the people who hurt us had trauma that made it so that they couldn't be called out basically. Yeah. Um, as an example, saying like, this person suffered child abuse, so you can't tell them that they're being racist now because that would hurt their feelings and make them relive their childhood trauma. Oh, my God. Um, so basically, just a lot of tone placing. So I had this conversation with this friend about Catra, because we both had this similar experience where we had been in the situation where we had been the person who'd been hurt and been told to forgive someone. Yeah. But basically, in short, when you experience trauma, that explains the actions that you take After you've experienced trauma, like, it does explain it, but it doesn't excuse it. (laughs) Um, If you're being, like, shitty and hurtful to other people, your trauma is not an excuse that lets you get off scot-free from that. Right. Um, And that goes for all trauma survivors. That goes for you, me, everybody.
1: Yeah.
0: So I think that if you in the past have been personally told that you need to forgive someone who hurt you because they had reasons why they hurt you – it really doesn't feel great to watch Catra's arc and have the creators kind of push this arc of, like, you should feel bad for Catra, especially immediately after you see her do really awful shit. Um, so... Well, maybe oh, it's not my personal experience viewing this. Like, I watched Katra and really liked her. I respect deeply that other people can have that experience <laughs> watching her do shit. Um, because on the surface level, you do see Katra hurt Adora over and over again. And you do see that being wrapped up in just, like, four or five episodes at the end where suddenly there's this, like, 180 where Catra's good now and they're in love, right? um adora has to forgive a lot of trans huh. i think that adora has to forgive a lot of transgressions from Katra in order to get with her at the end um but also on another level catra has to forgive adora for a lot of bullshit too yeah so <laughs> um anyway please don't get me wrong i really really like this ship i just recognize that it's fucked up and i like it because it's not perfect it feels human and yeah. i think that the humanization of the characters is such a big strength of this show yeah so
1: i man i really wish that i had rewatched the last season um because i remember really liking it and being satisfied um, yeah um i mean i are there of people who that... don't feel like catra went through enough of a like redemption quote-unquote just on a personal level i found the like final arc for Katra like very satisfying like she she sacrifices herself to save um glimmer who's been captured um yes. in kind of a way that she's like She's like, okay, peace out. I'm this is the last thing I'm ever gonna do for you, and I'm I've now I'm gonna die. Um, yeah. Uh-huh.
0: And, yep. And, and then, that and is her like
1: redemption moment. And yeah, and then Adora's like, no, actually, I, I'm gonna come for you. Yeah, <laughs> oh my bye. Fucking siren. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I I liked that and I also I, I liked that like it was Catra's it, like I fucked up this is the one thing I can do for you I'm gonna do it for you and I don't expect yeah. anything in return
0: I think that for me I really love Catra as a character and I do have empathy for, for her but also like I am the type of person who really really wants to see people grow and change and turn their life around like yeah. I don't want to see somebody who's like evil forever and that's just who they are and so we have to like destroy them <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, I want to see people who are like like characters that are complex and feel human and real, and I think that mm-hmm. Katra does. Um, like I want to see Katra have her redemption arc. I want to see her do well. I want to see people forgive her and work with her and show that she has like room to grow and do better. And I think that when it specifically when it comes to people that we are in community with we should want them to recover from their trauma see the world how it is without their blinders on heal and be happy and i'm glad that she got that so yeah that's why i like Katra so much i, I
1: love catra too i just i feel like her too her characterization is so good of like you you have this because she was also an orphan um this orphan who was growing up with this person in like with a a parent or a parent figure who was basically like you are bad this one is good but instead of feeling resentment towards that person like you were like this is the only person in the entire world that i can trust more or less and then you know she's given some power and i will say one thing i like she's pretty i i know her maybe her heart's not in it but she was good at being evil like they talk about how Like, when she becomes the, like, right-hand person to Hordak, like, she improves, like, productivity and um, stuff like that. And that's what saves her from being sent to Beast Island when she accidentally helps Shadow Weaver escape. And I also just love that, like, a lot of her motivations just center around this, like, childhood trauma of, like, never really being accepted or loved and just constantly looking for validation in, like, so many people... Except for, like, Scorpia, who's, like, there to give it to her and she's, like, I don't want it.
0: (laughs) But then also, yeah, she's, like, self-sabotaging. It's, like, when people do show her affection, she, like, shuts down. And that's something that I think is very relatable for, like, childhood trauma survivors who grow up to be, like, young adults. Like, I think that is something that, like, clicks. Um, And she's,
1: like, a little cat girl. I know, she's a little cat girl. Keel's I love Mille. little evil cat girls. <laughs> and she crawls um, up at the foot of Adora's bed at night. Oh. And sleeps
0: on her feet. I know, it's so she cute. Um, I will feet. say, I'm going to be honest with you. I did not think that Adora and Catra would get together at the end. Um, I, I, I was texting <laughs> my partner while I was watching it. I was like, wow, I can't believe Noelle himself would fucking bait me. <laughs> Oh my god, you fucking um, fool. You absolute I, fool. I know that that's... Also, I know that that's not what queer baiting is. Please don't at me. <laughs> no, 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 no. I no. know that. Um, But that was just a joke. Um, And yeah. also, even if they didn't get together at the end, I would have respected that choice due to totally. all of the things that I just said about how she had heard Adora over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> and Adora should, again, have the autonomy to make decisions for herself. <laughs> she decided that she wanted to forgive Katra and be with her. Yeah. Uh, she could have decided that she didn't want to do that, and that also would have been fine. Um. But it was um, like, I wanted to see them kiss so bad. I absolutely did not think it would happen. And then it did happen. And I was like, whoa! <laughs> I was like, this is the best possible way for this show to end. Like, you I did know, it. Right? Thank you, Noel oh Stevenson. <laughs> so Thank I was like, you. excited and surprised. And Gay I'm glad agenda. I had to have that spoiled for me. So yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm so happy. Specifically the moment where I was like, I can't believe Noelle would queer bait me was when um <laughs> Mermista and Seahawk have their c- confession that they are in love, and then Glimmer and Bo have their confession that they're in love, and then it cuts to Adora and Katra, and I was like, Oh my god. And then Katra's like, You're fine, I guess. <laughs> I was like I
1: was like, Noelle, you play with my heart. Oh my god. <laughs> Too goodness. good at this. Yeah. I was, like, so. Oh my I kind of had opposite of I don't know what a man and a woman look like together <laughs> um, that I was like Katra and Shira Adora are going to get together. And then um, when Mermista and Seahawk get together, even though it's like the entire time, it's incredibly obvious that they're dating. I was just like, yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> when did this happen? Um, and then actually same with Glimmer and Bo. But I think that's maybe because for a while I was doing like some catra scorpia shipping and then glimmer adora shipping and so i was just like oh glimmer like, adora, that's yeah, glimmer adora mm. <laughs> re-watching the the show i'm like wait that's less apparent than i initially yeah. thought it was
0: i mean i wanted Bo to get with
1: seahawk <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah Bo so, has
0: like a crush on seahawk <laughs> he definitely had a crush on seahawk that,
1: that's canon um do you want to hear something amazing yeah amazingly bad uh in the original cartoon uh adora and seahawk are boyfriend girlfriend
0: you're kidding me no isn't that incredible i can't imagine that or maybe it's, <laughs> that's wild you
1: know don't i think it's it was adora and seahawk like i'm like like 70 it might have been adora and Bo, but i think it was a adora and seahawk okay. but they like Bo and seahawk in the original Series look exactly the same to me, so I don't know. Yeah, please don't at me. That's fine. Please, I don't want to be. Um, Let's talk about about (laughs) Scorpio. Yeah, big, meaty claws. Big meaty claws.
0: Okay, so you want to be carried in the claws?
1: Claws. (laughs) I want.
0: (laughs) You want to be uh, scooped up?
1: Yeah, with a woman with her sides shaved. And she's really buff and she's cute and she's so cute and she has a scorpion tail and I she's love just a little dress that she so wears to prom okay. and she wears a little dress to prom and she like has a singing moment in the final season I think or maybe
0: yeah maybe. she does
1: yeah she yeah. gets to sing. Oh my god,
0: she's just so cute. (laughs) With her lore of like, she can't lie to save her life, but she's on a spy mission. So she gets up on stage and sings a song about being a spy, and everybody just thinks (laughs) it's an act.
1: Yeah. But it's really that she's just, she just can't lie. So she has to confess she's a spy somehow. It's so good. I, yeah, I just love it so much. Um, I don't know. I don't, I love how relentlessly positive she is. Yes. Um, I love that she's just like, kind of goofy and cute i think Mm -hmm. that her and also i like i like i know my own poison like i love somebody just like pining over somebody else and every time scorpia gets rejected by catra and keeps trying i get a little bit stronger and i know that's evil and i don't care
0: (laughs) (laughs) see and i as as we've established i am the friends to lovers person yeah
1: so it makes sense that I am a Catra thing. Oh, um, oh my god! Yeah. Oh, just going back to to Catra and Adora, like uh, friends to uh, enemies to enemies lovers to lovers. Delicious. Mm. Yeah, that's good shit. Also tasty. Oh, this entire show delicious. I think that Scorpius is just really cute, um, and mm-hmm. I love that you know her her family is just like incredibly welcoming and giving like she is and so when the horde like crash land uh on their nation they just like give them their nation basically and it's just like like, yeah you
0: can have it
1: yeah and um i also love that like she's she's also a princess and so eventually she has to like become attuned to her gemstone which is the black garnet and i think that was really cool just to like because you know some princesses They they have a gemstone. Um, Some of them don't. And I think it it was just like a fun twist for me um, that it's not like, okay, she's just like a princess in name. It's like, oh, yeah, she's like she's like one of the bunch and she gets to join them later. And yeah, um, and she's she plays off of like a lot of the other characters really well. Yeah,
0: I love, 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 love her interactions with Entrapta and with um, Perfuma both. I think that both of both of her like arcs of like friendship slash possible romance with the two Mm. of them are very good. Um, yeah. And just seeing her around people who are endlessly positive is a joy because she is such an endlessly positive character who's around Catra, who is constantly in like <laughs> yeah. bad negative brain space. <laughs> she yeah. a dark cloud over her at all times. <laughs> I, and so seeing Scorpia like interact with Perfuma, who's so sweet, is so nice.
1: Right. I So I love... Scorpio's relationship with Entrapta, especially when it yes. becomes like the trio um, with catra Can I admit something? Yeah, I like every interaction with Perfuma. I was like, mm, no, <laughs> and I, I don't really? even have a reason. Yeah, I don't even have a reason. I think that maybe, maybe this is like a fun thing for you to also answer. Like, it, like if I was thinking about it, like if I was watching the show as a kid, I think my favorite character would have been Perfuma. And now somehow as, like, an adult, now I'm like, no, I don't like her. <laughs> like, just kind of out of some yeah. weird sense of spite. So I think that just kind of has something to do with it. I think it's a totally, imperson- like, personal yeah. opinion. And they are really cute together. It's just, like, I'm like, but what if the people were sad?
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know who I would have liked as a kid, but honestly, it might have been, like, Adora. I oh, feel like cute. I might have liked Adora most as a kid. Or if not Adora, perhaps mermista which mermista is still in my top three i do still love
1: fucking love her. i was obsessed with mermaids as a child so yeah, i feel like it would great. make sense that i would like mermista as a kid she would have been too snarky for me i would have i just wanted somebody who's like relentlessly like nice yeah glimmer i feel like I, like I, I would
0: have really liked glimmer and bow as well yeah, as a maybe, kid yeah um, um but i want to talk about entrapta because she's my second favorite character <laughs>
1: sure entrapta is great I love
0: Entrapta. Um, So Entrapta is like the princess of like science and technology. And it's just like relentlessly invested in um, advancing science and advancing technology to the point that like sometimes she ends up working for the wrong causes because she's so focused on like her goal of furthering tech.
1: Yeah, this like archetype of the scientist who will do like anything in the in the sake for the sake of progress yes exactly like moira (laughs) a little mm, no
0: moira is more evil than entrapta that's true that's true um i like entrapta because she brings such a different perspective to the series that no other character can match um Mm -hmm. i love that while everybody else is driven by their beliefs and their like relationships she's just driven by her interests um yeah and I also love that how much she like loves her friends and how much she would do anything for them. But how I love that there's like some conflict with everybody else and understanding her um, mm-hmm. until finally like it clicks and people are like, oh, she like is ride or die. Like she loves us so much. It's just yeah. that we like haven't been able to understand her like way of operating until now. And now that we right, yeah, it, there's we'll like never her. any
1: ill will from her.
0: Yeah, it's, like, very early on in the series, everybody treats it like they're babysitting her, which I think is something yeah. that sucks. <laughs> and right. then later on, it transitions from, like, I'm not babysitting you. I'm helping you accomplish your goals.
1: Right, um, yeah. Is,
0: which I think is something that I enjoyed watching. Um, yeah, I yeah, I thought that I was set up so really well, too. She, she brings out – another thing that I like about her so much is that um, – First of all, she's like, because she's so invested in friendship, she's like easily persuaded by it, which makes her kind of susceptible to manipulation, which is how mm. she ends up working with Hordat, Katra, and Scorpia in the first place. But that susceptibility is shown as something that's a strength that she has, not something that is a deficit, because her ability to connect to people and help everybody get along as a group rather than in like one-on-one friendships is something that, actually makes Hordak like get along with her like Catra and Scorpio love her and it makes like it like strengthens their interact like it makes it easier for the prince the other princesses to interact with those three as a result of that
1: right I think yeah her moments with Hordak are really interesting that was one thing about the show that really surprised me is I didn't expect him to have any like humanizing moments Um, he had so many he had so many and and most of them were with Uh, Entrapta and, like, facilitated Mm -hmm. by her. It's,
0: yeah, it's interesting seeing this, like, very evil character who, like, has, like, literally he's, like, evil because he's never been understood, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Um, But having him, like, like have a character that, like, does understand, will listen, and, like, is around and present. And especially when it's not shown in, like, a traditional sense, too. Like, Entrapta's ways of connecting with other people are not the traditional ways of connecting with other people yeah you know?
1: totally at least the like and neurotypical people think anyway. <laughs> yeah know? um yeah. yeah and i and like again she's able to connect with Hordak in a way that nobody mm-hmm. else is because like she is not off put by him telling her like to go away and like i don't need you here like blah 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 she's like oh actually you do need me here like i'm this is this thing and i'm gonna help you because i'm just interested in what you're doing and then he's like yeah. oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: she's going to stick around? Yeah. Uh-
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I th- I think she's great. I They did a good job animating her hair.
0: Yes, her hair is like appendages that can move and like she uses them as legs and as arms. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting. Also an interesting arc because all of the characters have their own little magic that they have, you know, and that hers is like she has magical hairs kind of silly in conjunction with everybody else. Who's like, I can turn everything into ice and then destroy it and kill people. <laughs> 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 or like, I have the power of the ocean and I can create tsunamis that kill people. And she's like, oh, I just move
1: around in my hair, you know. Yeah, And I'm really smart.
0: Yeah, and I'm really, really, really smart. Yeah. Mm. So I know that Katra was your second favorite, but who is your third favorite?
1: I don't like that was the thing. I don't know if oh, I really know. have. Yeah, you said maybe, you know, have just to two. Pick one. I think okay. um I think it's kind of like I guess I have like three very short options. <laughs> um which is like Huntara who of I i just like because she's really buff (laughs) because she's big sexy right we like huntara because she's big sexy oh my god and how i like assumed that she was an original character for um this reboot um no she is in the original series where she is wearing like she has teeny teeny tiny thin arms and then she's wearing a bra and panties and and she has like a weird face tattoo yeah (laughs) her her redesigns much better Um, her redesign is so much better i can't believe people are like these redesigns are bad and then they look at that they're like yeah bra underwear face tattoo that's that's hot (laughs) yeah i i think she's cool um she's she's in the third season where she's like the, the she like calls herself the princess of the the wastes but i think that's kind of satirical um yeah uh, and then other than that, um, yeah, I really like Shadow Weaver um, and how she's developed. And then um, Adora, I I honestly just, she's hard not to like.
0: Yeah, that's right. true. The thing is, is that, like, there's not really any character that I ardently hate in the series. Yeah, so and true. And that's, that's great. Glad I know, because there's, there's a, a lot of them. That I get
1: mad when they're on screen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. This is a big cast. And yeah. uh, they're able to, like, develop a lot of them. And, you know, some of the other princesses um they don't get as much development but it's not it seems fine like they don't need to go through an arc they're they're vibing right yeah,
0: yeah. um I want to give a special call out to my third favorite, very briefly, who is Mermista. <laughs> Um, because how often do we see a princess who simply doesn't give a shit? Um, I think it's so funny to watch somebody with such a flat affect um, interact with everybody. But then, of course, as she gets as she gets going, you know, mm-hmm. she really steps into this like leadership role amongst everybody, um, which I think is very fun and rewarding to watch. Um, Especially as somebody who who comes across at first glance like she's going to be disinterested and unengaged, um, but come to find out she's like the most level-headed, clear-thinking, like strategic person that they have on their side. And, Absolutely, um, I think that that is like very very cool. I just really like her design as well. So
1: yeah, also, yeah. Also, she's so pretty. And she's so pretty. I don't know she's. And she has a so pretty. And she has a boyfriend. <laughs> I love
0: her color scheme. She does have a boyfriend, but she hates her boyfriend. So right, that's like lo- kind I, of I, fun. I love
1: that she like. I love. I do love the relationship. She's like embarrassed by him. Or, yeah. But she and is she, into she, him. Yeah. <laughs> it's very pure. Yeah. There's like a whole um, episode where he's like sad that she's like went off to hang out with her friends without him.
0: I know. Oh God. Um, I have two final things I want to bring up. Mm, sure. Um, so first of all, I love how often you see the characters having these like little one-on-one interactions that give you peeks into like their like personal friendships because it gives you so much fodder to imagine like their what their friendships and interactions would be like. I think a really great example of that is the episode that you just mentioned that introduces Seahawk where they go to meet Mermista. Because you see him having these like completely disparate interactions with Bo, where the two of them are like the crazy guys at the bar. (laughs) And then Glimmer, where she like, they work together to get like shit done. And then Adora, who he just like watches as she does shit. And he's like, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's Mermista, who he's fucking obsessed with. And so I think that for a character who is as minor as he is, seeing him have all of these disparate interactions really highlights like who he is as a person and i think that that like he's so much stronger when he's around everybody else than he is by himself and that's something that i just like really enjoy with the series that they do time and time again with like all of the
1: characters it's so true yeah all the interactions are so great yeah um man yeah it's a good show i know
0: the second thing is that um i love when a kid's show features a plot line where the villain actually has good intentions Um, (laughs) I I think I'm gonna put big quotes around that (laughs) okay Horde Prime in season 5 is seeking Mm -hmm. world peace Right. And they say this time and time again that they are seeking world peace. They want to make the world peaceful. Um, And I think that what this does is that it says a lot about um, the invisibility of privilege. Right. Sure. Sure. Um, And presenting that in a way that's like easy for kids to understand right because it's like all of the power and authority that they have makes them completely blind to the impacts of their actions right like they're like we'll just destroy the world it's for the betterment of everything who cares Um, not thinking about the fact that um, it will have massive impacts for every person that lives on that planet (laughs) Um, and that's just something that like when you have villains that are just written as like pure unquestioned evil I think it promotes more readily black and white thinking in children and um i don't know this is just something that i enjoyed and like the complexity of it all so
1: yeah i think yeah i i liked it i don't i i didn't i didn't think that was particularly like uh unique i guess no Um, but i still enjoyed it
0: i think yeah. it's i think it's just a feature of kids shows that i do enjoy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there um, are some I mean, kids shows that don't take that
1: approach totally so. totally yeah i really i fucking horde prime is really cool because in the original 80s show it's just like okay like hordak he wants to take over the world like like you do um yeah. and this kind of like mix of the original show and like of like okay adora is from another dimension but we're gonna take it in a totally different direction of she's from another dimension and hey other dimensions exist uh horde prime exists and is attempting to take over the entire universe yeah um and also just like in the development in that of okay hordak is a clone of horde prime and hey you're not supposed to give yourself a name um, yeah. Like now you have to be reprogrammed. Like it, I, I don't like it. Really, just so evil. Like I, yeah. I do. I know that he. Like I like that he's fully fleshed out and still just like so incredibly evil.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely agreed. Yeah. Good show. Man, it's a good show. I didn't it's think I really would be show. as into it as I was, but I
1: was really I into it. Yeah. I'm so excited yeah, was- that you liked it. <laughs> um, it makes me so happy. I mean, people online have made a push that like maybe they'd do a movie or something like that. I don't know if that'll ever happen, or even if like uh, Noel Stevenson has an idea for like what a movie would be. But I would be for that. Like, give me more Shira. Like, I I don't know yeah. what it would be because the story was different. very like yeah, I know. <laughs>
0: fucking oh god, it's like a <laughs> five-year time skip and <laughs>
1: there's
0: some shit going down in I again.
1: Oh my I god, fucking He-Man shows up. <laughs> they gotta kill oh He-Man.
0: god. <laughs> what would He-Man look like in Noel Stevenson's mind? I want to know.
1: Oh, I don't know. I bet somebody's what if he's a twink? I would be for that. He can be a twink. He-Man would well, be a twink. He-Man... He-Man is a twink when he's not transformed into He-Man, right? Oh god, what I, I forgot his... about that. I forgot
0: that he Prince... gets his What's little
1: his Steve
0: Steve Captain America Prince... moment. Prince I can't Adam. remember Steve Captain America's last name.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god. I'm I'm sorry. I I googled um uh He-Man Prince and it shows you the action figures where he is a fucking Dorito.
0: <laughs> he is. He. Yeah. Yeah. He is. Oh, my God.
1: Chris. Oh, my God. What if it's
0: She-Ra and Katra are married and He-Man and his husband show up? <laughs> oh,
1: my God. That is the gay agenda. Oh, my God.
0: That is right the gay there. agenda. We're talking about the gay agenda.
1: Mm, well. Why are there no pictures of Prince Adam? Oh, it's because he looks exactly like He-Man. The only thing that happens when he turns into He-Man is he's just wearing a different shirt. Oh, he puts on a shirt and then
0: he becomes He-Man?
1: No, no, no. He takes off his shirt and he becomes He-Man. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he's just like the Hulk.
0: (laughs) Right? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I bet he has to feel some sort of emotion to transform, but maybe his is like peace and serenity instead of anger. I don't know we have to stop <laughs> we have to stop <laughs> i love you we have to stop we this was such this was such a good episode i had so much fun and we had so
1: much we to do. talk about holy shit so much to talk we didn't, about i we honestly didn't get side this wasn't that long uh, no this i wasn't think that long. what's different is this i'm like this isn't that long for our podcast i don't know it's we didn't go on any tangents though we did we in stayed our on lives. topic guess this
0: is bitches who get shit done this is uh, us staying on topic
1: <laughs> this is us it. in 2021 what's up 2021 <laughs> we're gonna be on
0: topic uh, just kidding New next year. episode we most certainly New will year. not be on topic I already know we're not gonna be on topic next episode what is um, next
1: episode please enlighten me
0: let me, me tell you else. Uh, let, yeah, I will I will remind you and I re- will remind everybody else who doesn't know what we're doing so they're hearing it for the first time so it's not a reminder um <laughs> next episode We are going to be watching the movie Bound, which is a Wachowski sisters film. So that means we will be talking about The Matrix, um, which Mm. I will not be rewatching, but I know is your favorite movie. Um, Mm. So Bound was a recommendation from Jamie, who recommended it as uh, a lesbian mafia heist film. Yay. <laughs> yeah, so I guess the I I have not seen it yet. I guess the loose plot is like woman is married to a mob boss and she gets a hot butch lesbian lover who is like what if we like killed your husband maybe and stole all of the mob's money and then we ran away and we were gay um and so, so i'm just excited to watch it and see how it goes i will admit that i'm not a big wachowski movies fan um but i think that this one might be an exception to my general rule so
1: yeah um honestly i haven't really watched that much like filmography by them i haven't seen that much either i just really liked the matrix i had a gerbil named morpheus (laughs) um you know with kurt cobain we know this he he did not live with kurt cobain he lived with he lived with kimchi okay thank you aaron lore i'm sorry kurt cobain the gerbil lives separately (laughs) kurt cobain the gerbil had to be uh given back to the pet store because he kept attacking frodo frodo no <laughs> oh kurt cobain <laughs> kurt cobain he was huge he was the biggest
0: dribble okay Is that it? um thank you so much yeah that's it thank you so much for listening if you feel like it you could follow us on twitter at gaze gaze tweet with us tell your friends about us um i also i i just realize I want to give a massive thanks to Assis to recommending that we do She-Ra in the first place yeah. because if not for your recommendation I wouldn't have watched it and found something that I really liked so
1: yeah Aaron um, would have been yeah, like many mm, thanks to for that. Sending
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah but instead Aaron got to push me and be like Aaron you have to watch this and I was like all right fine um so yeah I'm really glad that you that you sent that one in yeah thanks um nice. Yes. Uh, so you can tweet with us at GazeGaze. Gaze. You can also email us at Erin at GazeGaze.com. We are accepting recommendations, thoughts and ideas. We have our next like four or five episodes planned out, but we're looking for more stuff for the spring and summer. So if you have mm-hmm. recs, send them in and... um. Yeah, maybe we'll do it this spring or summer. So, yeah, I uh, want to give a massive thanks to Kate and Leslie of Neon and Nude for letting us use their songs "Look in Love" and "You Pretty Thing" for our intro and our outro music. You should consider buying their album at neonandnude.bandcamp.com. You can also stream it on Spotify if that's outside of your means. It's very good. I would recommend it. Yeah. Um. Next week we're doing Bound, but mm. until then, I'm Erin and i'm i'm also air we're both air yeah, yeah, we, we
1: have so much in time wow. are you gay yeah <laughs> <sighs> wow <laughs> all right that's all uh, happy new year that's all.
0: bye happy new year thank you for happy your patience year. in this episode
1: yeah if you love